Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Between You and Me. Today I am joined with none other than my older sister, Karina Adams. Thank you so much. Of course. It's so great to have you here in our home. Thank you. I feel so privileged to be here. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's such a pleasure. Um, guys, so I feel like I could be echoing quite a little bit just because of the way that this place that we're in right now, the room, it's kind of got a bigger... Do you feel? Do you hear that? I hear it just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So apologies for the echo, guys. Um, we're a work in progress here at the Between You and Me infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll just make things work. Yeah. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> anyways, so basically what we've got lined up for you guys today is a little bit of mental health talk. And I know that you guys like to get into these types of subjects and have really listened to and tuned into a lot of the episodes that I talk about mental health in a lot. So we're going to get another person's perspective here. Karina is how old? 25. Yeah. So Karina is two and a half years older than me. She is turning 26, correct? She is. Yeah. So yeah. So we have an older woman's perspective today. (laughs) And I think that will help us get kind of deeper into this subject and just basically getting another person's point of view apart from my own, right? Yeah. So before we get into it, don't forget to check out my Instagram. Um, it is at Between You and Me Podcast, where you guys will be able to ask me questions in future episodes. Today, I grabbed a couple of kind of subjects that you guys wanted us to talk about, and I'm just going to like kind of integrate it into the conversation so we touch on different things. Um, but mainly, I think that what we're going to be talking about most is anxiety, right? Yeah. Because in terms of mental health, at least for myself, I've mostly throughout my life have had to deal with anxiety. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. And it's it's very common. It's something that a lot of people go through. And I feel like a lot of people don't even know Mm -hmm. they're going through it. Mm -hmm. And they think it's just natural stress or the way that it should be when in reality it's mental illness yeah it's mental illness isn't it so i think let's delve into just kind of talking about our experiences with anxiety and when we kind of like both first remember now in our older age Mm -hmm. when was the first time that we both like experienced anxiety for me it goes literally all the way back to when I was in, I, I think when I was in like sixth grade is when I could actually like kind of identify when it kind of first started. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually used to get such bad anxiety the night before my, <laughs> my French classes. Mm-hmm. And I would tell our parents um, about how I'm feeling. And I would get the response of, don't worry, 
it's just nervousness. Yeah. Everybody kind of goes through it. Yeah. So for so many years of my life after, I would just push that feeling and be like, oh no, you know, this is just nervousness. This is, this is apparently super, super normal. Um, but little did I know, I was pushing down this gut-wrenching feeling of like yeah. vomitization yeah. <laughs> before every single like friend. Like pure panic. Pure panic, <gasps> straight panic. Ugh. Heart fluttering, mm-hmm. like couldn't think, couldn't get like get any words out, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like so many people experience that and it's just so not spoken about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because we grew up like... 10 years ago when it wasn't really a subject like we didn't really hear much about mental health as high schoolers not even high schoolers as like elementary students Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like it wasn't a subject people didn't talk about it when it used to happen to me when I was in elementary school my biggest like memory of anxiety is just moving from Canada to or sorry moving from the U.S. to Switzerland Mm -hmm. and then when we first started living there was when I like actually honestly I even have memories of it before Really? When we used to go to Nancy's house, which was our neighbor at the time, like literally Karina, from my tiny age of three years old, our parents used to drop us off there when they were working. Like this was our babysitter, basically. It was our neighbor and my best friend and her mom used to babysit us. Shout Mm -hmm. out Nancy, wherever you are. (laughs) Um, When they used to drop us off, I would have pure anxiety every time we weren't like doing something fun anymore like when we weren't playing anymore or like anything Mm -hmm. when it was nap time Mm -hmm. when we'd have to sleep over there like I would like cry in bed and no one would know (laughs) like I would just like curl up and cry and the times when you weren't there with me I feel like you were like my comfort animal yeah probably yeah like when you weren't there and I was by myself and like Nancy was like had to take a nap I was like oh my god you know (laughs) like I was literally so afraid (laughs) Dude, I also feel like this has a lot to do with... <laughs> okay. Hey, you can go as long as you bring Alex. Yeah. So I was always kind of bringing you to things. Everywhere. And yeah, and you were just always like, okay, like, I'll just go along with I my sister. I was basically never alone. Yeah, actually. You, wow, yeah, now that I think about it, like, you were never actually really alone. Yeah, so I feel like when I was left in situations where I was alone... <gasps> Whoa, I feel like I'm unraveling something right now. No, we're like, shit. We're, literally, <laughs> we're just there. Like, <laughs> because I feel like now in my age, when I'm alone is when those situations happen. Mm-hmm. Like when the anxiety comes back. Yeah. And that's where it stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Because when I was left alone, because I obviously was born and you already were alive. Yeah. So yeah. I had my little partner in crime for like <laughs> my whole entire life. Yeah. But you already had your prime years without me. (laughs) I did. So, yeah, anyways, going back to what I was saying in school, um, where, what was I saying? Uh, When you were coming back, or when we moved from the U.S. to Yes, so when we kind of went through that transition, it was obviously very dramatic for Mm -hmm. a young kid at the ripe age of seven. And like a completely different culture, a completely different like life. And kids were different. Like, I was not really accustomed to it. Mm -hmm. And basically every single day, I think I told this in one of my episodes before, but every single day when my parents used to drop me off at school, I would have a panic attack. Every single day. Oh, my gosh. And the teacher's responses or parents, like, our parents didn't really do much because, I mean, honestly, we can't blame them. They had no fucking idea what was going on in our brains because Mm -hmm. especially if you don't 
have firsthand experience with anxiety or even like remember like even if you went through it before yeah you're not going to really know the signs of like a kid that's going through it and Mm -hmm. then kids can't communicate because they don't even know yeah exactly what they're going through so I would go to the nurse's office yeah that would be the resolution was the nurse's office did that happen to you too dude i lived at the nurse's office yeah it was so bad what what was your situations going to the nurse it was all only french class it was all literally the fear of going to french class the fear that i could possibly get a detention like to me that was the worst thing of life in sixth grade like going to detention i just felt like i was gonna be like some sort of degen for the rest of my life (laughs) yeah seriously and like like it would get so bad to the point where like i would get everything done that needs to be done but then there was always that what if chance that i didn't do something Mm, like in the back of your mind in the back of my mind (gasps) so i was like oh what if i didn't study for this dictée? what if my french teacher is gonna um pull out like a pop like french dictée today and i'm not even gonna know how to like freaking answer it or like conduct the wording for it did you have a fear of like failing the class yeah also because like people in my french class for like sixth grade were like mother tongue speaking Mm -hmm. french Mm -hmm. um they put me in that class just because we have a french father yeah so they pretty much assumed that i could speak french fluently Mm -hmm. so my teacher pretty much saw that my french was decent enough to like work at it and get better so that's why she was so so hard on me yeah i never took it as her being hard on me i took it as like oh my gosh she She hates me me. yeah (laughs) so i did everything in my power to like get out of that class every single time so much so that the principal came looking for me one time why wait what Mm -hmm. when did that happen over and over and over did you just like leave the class and walk around no imagine going to the nurse like four consecutive classes every single week i "I can't do this i can't do this so just go to the nurse (laughs) you just help yourself you just go you didn't get sent there you just went i would go you know, in between classes, so you're like walking to your yeah. next class. I'll be like, "All right, we're gonna take a detour to the nurses right now." <laughs> it's French French A coming up as my next period. Gotta gotta get out of this one. Yeah, yeah. So deflect. Uh, yeah, because we didn't know what we didn't what know. To do. We had no idea. Yeah, and also to give better context on this French teacher, she was. I had her too. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the same experience as you, but I definitely think she picked on me a little bit as well because I was your sister. So she remembered me like you and then me, obviously. But I think I was a lot worse at French than you were. So she didn't really see the hope and the glimmer in my eyes. So she didn't really like... No point in pushing yeah. her. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's not the same level. Doesn't have the same capacity. I'm like, yeah. Oh but the gosh. same exact thing happened to me, which is so weird. Like, I don't know this is probably very different to people listening because I know a lot of my listeners are like North America but in the school that we went to we went to an international school in Switzerland for the time that we lived there and they kind of rank your um, knowledge on a language and then put you in like a beginner intermediate or advanced class so when it came to that they like tested you out the beginning in my like grade five grade five or six I think or maybe older I can't remember Mm -hmm. they put me in the top class in like grade five or six and I was with my friend Anna who is fluent and I rode with her the whole entire semester oh my gosh every project every assignment I couldn't even see the board because I couldn't understand what was being written on the board like that's how complex it was getting 
and I would look to her and be like, please help me out here. They put me in there because they walked around the whole entire class. This mm-hmm. is so off subject, by the way, but they put me in there. They, the one teacher went and introduced herself, like went to each student to get their like knowledge of how much French they know, uh-huh. shook their hand, said, bonjour, comment ça va, da da da. And I responded to those basic bonjour, like that type of shit. And she's like, very good. Put me in the <laughs> oh like excelled class for the whole entire year. And I just remember how lost I was in that. Didn't give me anxiety. I was I just felt stupid the whole entire time. Like That's genuinely so dumb. That's so crazy. Like the Google Translate that I would use is insane. <laughs> like insane. Wow. And I probably would have been so much better at French if they put me in intermediate because I would have actually learned. Like I spent so many years in a class that was too advanced for me that I didn't learn. Mm-hmm. So here I am with my broken French now to this day. Like can barely even like communicate with an actual native French person. I can talk to people that learn french too because yeah. we're both kind of shitty yeah yeah but like not not an actual french person anywho that's our background on french our dad is french um and yeah that's that so those were our first experiences and similarly we both had situations that happened in school mm-hmm. which i think is pretty common because a lot of kids are kind of unknowingly going through a lot of stress mm-hmm. when it comes to not only like teachers like with you being abandoned by your parents in the morning like me <laughs> or even just friendships and stuff too mm-hmm. um and relationships that you make with people wait are you thinking about like another experience yeah in high school or in elementary school so that's when 9-11 happened um huh? we're going this far back we're going real far back we're going Karina, i was like literally two yeah how old was i that means i was four. probably four and a half Maybe this five. is 2001 no yeah damn okay that's actually if i could pinpoint the time where my anxiety started for planes oh that's the exact time when it started because i started to see like all of the you know footage of the plane hitting no the way yeah i don't even know this yeah, like I was thinking about it like, uh-huh. um, okay, not not that long ago, but like I've thought about this before and I'm like, why am I so scared of planes? Of planes? Like, yeah. why do I feel like every turbulent is going to be my like last, you know? <laughs> yeah, your last breath up yeah. there. <laughs> so I really think it was because of that because um, I started traveling from a young age and I remember never being scared, like being on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like this major event happens in the world and I'm me as a kid I'm seeing like a plane that I've been on I can identify Mm -hmm. I've been on one of those and seeing it crash this insanely huge building you're Mm -hmm. just kind of like what yeah I used to go on those yeah I've been on those and that just crashed into the like that building Mm -hmm. so I think seeing that footage is really what gave me my foundation to being yeah yeah to being like scared of planes pretty much Mm -hmm. yeah wow that's actually really interesting because a lot of people listening probably didn't even live through that experience Oh, that's crazy. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, for context, we lived in New York, mm-hmm. not the city, but the state mm-hmm. like during upstate. that time period. So it was very close to us. I personally don't remember it whatsoever. I think my brain wasn't developed enough for me to create those memories, mm-hmm. but clearly yours was. Yeah. Like, I mean, all I remember was there was so much happening. People were just, everyone was like just confused. The TV was on in the house. Like, I mean, that's really all I have memory of. Like, vague memory. Very vague memory. But, yeah. You remember, just... like, having that fear from that point onwards. Yeah, I was just like, um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to go on one of those again. Yeah. And then, 
during our childhood we did travel a fair amount like we were on a lot of planes my dad would bring us to like his work things Mm -hmm. like our whole family to his like work things pretty often so from a very ripe age we were like introduced to like traveling airports going on planes going Mm -hmm. in different to different cities and blah 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 so I also remember you consistently having like that fear and I feel like I almost adapted to that fear a little bit like I kind of was like oh my god if Karina's scared like I need to be scared right now because yeah. my older sister's scared so mm-hmm. like why am I not oh my god so it would it was like a chain effect and I can just imagine how annoying it must have been for her parents like <laughs> just two kids throwing up in the back of the plane the every time. single time we're like I need the bag <laughs> I need the bag I'm freaking out I need the bag <laughs> the amount of times we've thrown up on planes is probably like too many it's like do you not remember the one time <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my gosh okay a little off topic yeah but we were on a flight from Philadelphia to Albany New York mm-hmm. and this was like a one hour flight yeah I threw up 11 times <laughs> <Did you> actually- <laughs> I just started like having a panic on the plane like crying freaking out I'm like this is it oh my god this is it is that when the one time when the plane like yes oh okay yeah basically what happened was that we came into like our plane came into close contact with another plane so I don't know I'm assuming that the air like the the turbulence of the other plane like something like moved our plane really dramatically like it felt like a, a steep fall yeah like and a then, drop yeah and then we like regained like flight like it, that was the only thing that happened but mm-hmm. it was so like it caught us so off guard that it was the actually probably like one of the most terrifying experiences <laughs> no literally i was like that's it <laughs> i felt that i'm like that's it i'm i've accepted it already <laughs> like we're not making my it. family's with me it's okay <laughs> yeah it's okay. <laughs> we're all gone was Marielle alive at this point um I don't even remember like when, how early on this was in our lives yeah neither do I I couldn't t- give you an answer for that one yeah it's pretty funny because we have a younger sister which I think you guys know and she's 17 so we have so many life memories where mm-hmm. she hadn't been born yet yeah and me and Karina are always like was she alive yet I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember if she was alive yet if she was a fetus or not oh my god but yeah so definitely planes is one of the big that's even before your school yeah actually, type I, of situation yeah so that's like a really deep rooted i wonder what it is though are you afraid of death like what is it i think it was yeah the fact that i was afraid of death yeah because like now when i think about it i'm like there's no point in being like scared of planes yeah like, if you just go with the flow yeah like because it's almost I- like this is a really big reason that people have anxiety is because they overthink outcomes and then there's a word that my therapist taught me, catastrophize Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. So you're basically always consistently thinking of the worst possible situation and how you would deal with it. And you're pre-feeling the stress, pre-feeling the anxiety of a situation that hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. Literally, like, okay, prime example is that we would be going on a flight and just knowing that we were going to go on a flight, just walking into the airport and like smelling the scent of an airport would make me want to throw up. Yeah. Like Like your body's immediate response. Yeah. And then like when I think about that as a whole, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's so crazy how powerful my brain actually is. Yeah. Like to think like that in fear, then come on, I can turn that around into positivity and be just as strong. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's it's basically manifestation just in a negative form. Like you think it so hard and so strongly and believe it so strongly that you have physical symptoms of a situation mm-hmm. that you're thinking. Like negative negativity will manifest into your body, into your life. Yeah. From negative mentality. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you really are what you think. Yeah. So if you constantly think negative thoughts, you will project like a negative outcome. Yeah. It's inevitable. Into your life. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's so freaking crazy. Dude. Because I didn't even <laughs> like, like have this consciousness of that aspect until recently in my life. And anxiety taught me that. Same here. Yeah. Because <laughs> when those situations happen in your brain and you go through like such negativity and then you like come out of it a little bit, you're mm-hmm. able to look back at that and be like, holy shit. Yeah. So many things that happened to me was an outcome of my own mentality. Yeah, literally. And like not to get TMI, but my physical like symptoms of anxiety were so dramatic like so dramatic couldn't eat couldn't like rest normally I I had like hella brain fog like if like sometimes when you would come home I I, I can't remember if you were moved out during this time actually mm-hmm. I think you were at home still during this time okay and you would come and talk to me like in my room for a little bit and you know how we have our sister talks and it's like 45 minutes long yeah I was so fucking zoned out like I couldn't even like it would take me so much mental capacity to be like following on on your stories and yeah. like giving input it was really hard that was another thing I also had terrible memory mm-hmm. like lapse of memory of things that I didn't remember and extreme bowel movements yeah <laughs> like my digestion was so fucked up probably because I wasn't eating mm-hmm. and also just anxiety affects your gut so much yeah so yeah those are the ways that it manifested into my life and it was not great yeah the gut thing was definitely something for me too it was you know even just like the start of my day brushing my teeth okay Mm -hmm. brushing my teeth and brushing my tongue it's over oh you're gonna throw up you literally already start your day wanting to throw up yeah and that's the first thing in your mind and yeah I would just wake up and immediately have to like run to the bathroom because like my stomach hurt like that's how like ill I felt from just like because I would have really bad morning anxiety so it would like hit me mm-hmm. always in the morning you do same here yeah it's always in the morning yeah so when that would happen I was like right away had to run to the bathroom and then you start off with like a queasy feeling then you can't eat after that and you're, you're trying of, to yes. eat and then it's kind of coming back up yeah. and then you're just kind of trying to force it down with yeah. water and it's just and you know. it's like honestly like a task to it, eat no it is yeah like it feels like a chore and then you're like you feel defeated. You can't even have the first thing that you're supposed to do in the morning is a breakfast and you can't even do that. My anxiety is literally what made me say this is enough. Like, Mm. I don't want to deal with this anymore. How can I help myself like Mm -hmm. out of these situations now? Because it was taking over me. It was literally taking over my life, taking over the way that I think, taking over the way that I feel. And act. Like, feel and act. Decisions. Like, it was taking over my personal life like my work everything everything Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. and it was just probably the most unhealthy my mind has been was when I was going through that like deep 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 like it's not to say that anxiety doesn't happen to me anymore like Mm -hmm. it does Mm -hmm. um but I would say like that deep deep rooted anxiety is something that I've really worked hard to kind of like figure out and like help myself through whenever you know those emotions or yeah whenever it kind of resurfaces yeah so what was your like give a little bit of context to your recent kind of experience with like 
stronger anxiety like more than you were used to throughout your like childhood and stuff i would say the most recent experience was um with work yeah actually it was um starting a new job um starting a corporate position that just that name within itself started to give me anxiety and it started to make me think that i couldn't do it already Mm -hmm. right from the bat like Mm -hmm. before even trying you know saying like oh no i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail at this like job i'm gonna like fail at life like that's really where my mind was going i think the way that i was able to get out that was of course like having really really supportive people around me like obviously having my sister Mm -hmm. my sisters um my my boyfriend who um is really 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 good to talk to like we have um like a lot of conversation around it just you know like really dissecting the situations because when i can find out why i'm feeling a certain way then i can ultimately now get to the bottom of it Mm -hmm. you know and make sure that it doesn't keep like continuing to like take over me in that moment yeah um but yeah i just i feel like the first step is always just like grounding yourself Mm because pretty much when you're in that extreme state you're you're in the clouds yeah your mind is just up it's like there's just like ten thousand things happening at once and you oh don't know gosh. what to pay attention to you have no freaking idea yeah so my thought process is like i think about the things that are the most important to me in mind like in my life mm-hmm. which is my family my friends my health and then i have a roof over my head so as long as i have a place to start from i have a foundation i have a grounding then from there i can like start building mm-hmm you know yeah and i also feel like in those high intensity moments of anxiety the challenge is that you're trying to figure out between your logical thoughts and your anxious thoughts and it's so it's so difficult sometimes because you're in that state your body is in fight or flight mode Mm -hmm. so you don't really have a good grasp on your logical thinking like it takes time and like you said that's why it's important to ground yourself so that you're able to actually be in the present moment and be like okay what's actually important right now Mm -hmm. am i am i listening to this logical side of myself or am i listening to this anxious side of myself because when you start to only listen to the anxious side, you're going to believe things that aren't even true. Not even true. Because your thoughts are really just thoughts at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They're not physical things in your life. They're not 100% true. Mm -hmm. They could have truths to them, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that that's like your reality. And it can, oh my God. And it can literally feel like it is the end all be all. Like these thoughts that you have in your brain can feel like they are who you are yeah like the things that you tell yourself like oh i'm gonna fail at this or i can't do this i can't handle this i would not be able to handle this situation how do you know yeah exactly you don't know these aren't true states and like factual statements no they're not they're just anxious thoughts that your brain is having and it's either choosing to believe them or choosing to look at it from a different perspective i think Mm -hmm. yeah and it's even like i had this one experience um when I was in a therapy session and I was just explaining to my therapist, I was like, well, this was back when I had quit a job Mm -hmm. and I was telling her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I quit my job. Like I'm not going to be able to find another one. And she literally paused and she was like, have you even applied yet? (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, (laughs) thank you. I haven't even applied yet. How could that have been my first thought? Yeah. You know, like I haven't even made, the first step to apply how am I going to tell myself that I'm not capable of getting another job you know so 
it's just crazy like that was so <laughs> irrational yeah that's exactly true like these irrational thoughts yeah. are what take over in the moment and it can really attach to any subject like for you it, it really had to do with your work life mm-hmm. and at that point in time it was like the main situation in your life that was bringing you anxiety right yeah i think like in general my anxiety seems to lie with more work-related things than mm-hmm. it does i guess in other aspects uh, yeah, yeah yeah so because i feel like that can happen mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes there's like a base level of anxiety that people have and that is kind of like general anxiety disorder so when you have that base level of anxiety it's very easy for situations to kind of trigger that anxiety and and then your brain will like kind of latch on to those situations in your life Mm -hmm. and for me for a long time it was relationships with people that would bring me a lot of anxiety like my previous relationship Mm -hmm. um even friendships with people would bring me anxiety um relationships with you guys too my sisters like if there were arguments Mm -hmm. if there were like people closest to me and the relationships with those people would be where a lot of my anxiety lied and that was like my whole experience with it Mm -hmm. was like learning how to listen to the rational thoughts about relationships Mm -hmm. and the irrational thoughts and I was listening to the irrational thoughts for a good two years I'd say wow yeah I was very much not listening to the logical side of my brain Mm -hmm. and that's and but you know what it was a learning experience yeah because as much as like I look back at that I'm like I wish I wasn't like that because I would have like saved myself from a lot of suffering and a lot of like mental torment Mm -hmm. but how would I know that if I didn't go through it yeah and it's only through those experiences that you were able to also like grow closer to yourself yeah find out more stuff about yourself yeah I think that challenges with your mental health are almost like I don't want to say a blessing because a lot of people kind of go through like really really Mm -hmm. difficult experiences and don't have the same resources that we did like people around them that Mm -hmm. are supportive and that understand yeah yeah and even the fact that we were able to go to therapy like a lot of people can't yeah yeah and just in general like are more alone in those situations so it's a lot more difficult I'd say Mm mm-hmm Um, but it is like, if you want to look at it in a more like brighter light, it is something that helps you grow so much. Like you really, really, really learn about yourself and kind of learn about the world in a way. Like it opens up your brain because I believe that when you go through these really difficult situations and you almost reach, like you said before, like the rock bottom like Mm -hmm. where you know you can't handle it anymore and you have to change Mm -hmm. like that's the only time when you're gonna make moves to like change your life to actually do something to like alter the way that you're like experiencing life because you're so unhappy with like the way that your mentality is the way that like obviously the world around hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
around you is because you're seeing it from a negative perspective yeah and things like that so a lot of the times people kind of cruise through life mm-hmm. with these like anxieties with these maybe like depression situations like other other mental illnesses or mental health issues mm-hmm. but don't do anything to change it because it they feel like it's not that bad yeah because it's so unspoken and so I feel like it's definitely more spoken now in this in this generation but it's so unspoken to a certain extent that you know they see other people struggling they're like "Ah, I'm doing okay you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like where you think like someone's worse off than you so you're like okay like no I'm good yeah yeah no literally oh gosh that's such a bad way of looking at it it's such a bad way of looking at it but I've heard people say that where like I don't need like for example I don't need to go to therapy like there's people that need it more than me it's crazy because you know what that mentality like you saying that like I have said before a handful of years before or a handful of years ago Mm -hmm. because back then I had no idea that there was like more to I guess myself yeah like there's so much more to like learn about myself and you know we are kind of we really are our upbringing Mm -hmm. you know so if you're I guess if you're fine now quote unquote fine in a sense where like you're living your day-to-day and like things are okay cool chill whatever like there could be some unresolved issues or some unresolved feelings of things that you felt when you were a kid that you carry with you through life Mm -hmm. And so you may not know that you have a, like, I don't know, like, what's an example of, um... Like, if you've never been in a relationship before, and then you get into a relationship, like, later on in your life, and you realize that because of maybe your relationship with your parents, Mm -hmm. it affects how you handle relationships in your adult life. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, also, you know, like, your self-love also kind of reflects within the relationship right so that's just that's another like crazy crazy part that I learned as well things that you don't even realize things you don't even realize like you you literally unravel yourself and you're like whoa that's me (laughs) yeah and you learn so much about yourself through challenges basically yeah through challenges I feel like it's like sucks in a sense because you have to learn through pain but it like grows you as a human being. And if you were consistently happy and consistently not going through challenges, you're going to stay the same. You're never gonna change. You're never gonna change. And you're never even gonna be aware that you need to change. No self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. When you're, mm-hmm. when you're like somewhat ignorant or like naive to like your own, your your own, own traits, like your own- Yeah, like, like negative, yeah, negative, negative traits, traits yeah. then there's no room for growth. Yeah just because you can't even really acknowledge it yourself you know yeah some people might be able to identify that about other people but if if that person can't take the step and say hey yeah that's true mm-hmm. that is a trait that I have on myself I should probably work on that mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're never you're unfortunately like it's sad to say but you're just gonna stay exactly like that. exactly, exactly same, where right? you are yeah people are on different journeys yeah. I'd like to say because I know that a lot of people probably have gone through more of this like transformation this mental health challenge way younger in their lives Mm -hmm. because they're it's got it got that bad that they needed to work on it at a younger age yeah and I feel like me and you kind of went through it at similar ish times in our lives like when we reached like this level of like adulthood yeah 
which also I think like I'm very grateful for. I know. Because if I didn't reach this level of self-awareness, I would be having to go through it later on in my life when I'd probably have more responsibilities, maybe children, maybe a husband, probably not. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Maybe like a serious relationship, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would have been even more difficult to spend time to help myself Mm -hmm. when life is like moving like at 10 times the speed than it is right now. Yeah. Pretty much it would be difficult to let go of everything you knew yes before that imagine having a kid having like a having your own family like Mm -hmm. you know you're in your career like whatever wherever you are in life you know and you've gone let's say 30 40 years like there's nothing wrong with that right but it's just it's a different process and it's 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 a lot more I would say because you live like let's say 30 years of your life a certain way and now you're like okay I got to let go of all that. Yeah. Pretty much. I need to retrain myself. Yeah. You have to literally retrain yourself. To figure out like a new mentality, a new way of thinking. And it's hard, which is I feel like is why a lot of people who are kind of like older than us, Mm -hmm. it's sad to a certain extent because I feel like they definitely didn't have the media talking about mental health Mm -hmm. at all. I don't, it, it just wasn't. I feel like it wasn't like as like talked about. Yeah, like like for our parents, for example, like definitely was not a subject of cause for concern. Yeah, like it's not something you would bring up. Yeah, you know, like how are you? Not a casual conversation. Not Mm -hmm. a work life conversation. Not a thing talked about in schools. Yeah. Not even on on the media. TV shows didn't really talk about it. Celebrities, Mm -hmm. blah blah blah. And now it's definitely way more present Mm -hmm. in our media which is like obviously the most influential place, I feel like. Yeah. So in a sense, that's good for us, not good for them because they were not brought up in a situation. Also very cultural too. Yeah. Western culture, I feel like is a little bit more in tune with emotions and blah, blah, blah. While like our mom, like Asian culture is not at all. Yeah. Like at least from our experience. From our experience, yeah. Like I'm sure there's exceptions and things like that. But... It makes it definitely more challenging for people our age to kind of relate to older generations. And like, that's why sometimes... Because they can't connect on that. Yeah. Because they would probably be like, well, my parents told me to just do this when I was feeling that way. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know what you're looking for here. Like, what do you want me to say? Mm -hmm. Because I don't even know how to like deal with this for myself. situation. Yeah. So how would they be able to like help? Yeah. Or guide yeah like teachers for example yeah no exactly and I feel like it's such a I guess like maybe I can take us as examples um Mm -hmm. and it's like a it's a very generational thing that I feel like we're breaking in the sense where like we can now like identify our emotions identify the way that we're feeling like be able to express what we're feeling kind of like why we're feeling it and like then be able to action off of that Mm -hmm. you know so if we were to like let's say ever have kids Mm. down the line then we kind of now know how to communicate that with them so like Mm -hmm. moving down the line they're never really gonna have to deal with yeah those stuck feelings inside yeah because we're gonna make them feel heard Mm -hmm. you know so it's and again, like there's no hate or there's no, no. like, there's nothing. We don't blame our parents for this. It's just obviously like the learnings and yeah. what you want to like, it's like move forward. It out. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you want to like teach your kid if mm-hmm. you end up having one one day, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I definitely think so too. And us talking about the different generations and stuff like that is not meant to be taken negatively because like yeah. obviously 
everybody can only provide for others what they know Mm -hmm. so it's not like blaming these older people in our lives our parents or teachers or you know guidance counselors or whatever it is you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, no we're very lucky in that sense too because we have very emotionally intelligent parents Mm -hmm. and they learned i feel like with us with us yeah like they learned about what's going on in our brains and like when we explained what was going on and mm-hmm. like then they have a better idea and have how we feel it all comes down to communication At the end of before the day. we even didn't like when we were kids we didn't even know how to express what the hell we were going through and how we felt exactly. so obviously there's gonna be no understanding on their part they just see like a nervous little child yep. and i was probably literally the most nervous kid that's ever existed in the <laughs> world but you were really good at covering it up I don't know how. Yeah, me neither. Like you were very like exterior was super, I don't even know what the word is, like extroverted and like lively and like you you weren't afraid of things. Yeah, because literally for me when I was a kid and my mentality was, I don't care, I just want to have fun. Yeah. So like I just wanted to be with my friends growing up, just mm-hmm. like always at sleepovers. Like I just wanted to be doing the most. Mm-hmm. And that that's what was just constantly on my my mind it's mm-hmm. like okay when school's done am I gonna go to my friend's pool am yeah. I gonna go you know so I was always like thinking of like something fun that I was gonna do like there was never really like I guess growing up wise as many moments of like fear besides planes yeah and my French teacher <laughs> <laughs> two very specific <laughs> yeah. very specific moments yeah so definitely looking like as a kid looking up to you I was like what the hell's wrong with me oh gosh because I'm like, like why am I scared of everything like every place that I go to would bring me a new fear oh. sleepovers being away from our parents like just going to school when our dad left me at preschool for too long after and I was sitting there waiting for him to pick me up you remember that whoa yeah yeah whoa I feel like I'm learning things about you right now. Yeah, that's my. Crazy. This is actually a funny story, kind of. Like no shade to my dad. Great guy. He's just busy. <laughs> I think he was in a meeting. <laughs> but I went to this little. Um, it's like a pre-K, so it's mm-hmm. like not even school. You just play there the whole entire time and take naps. Yeah. Um, but they put me there for like however long. And one day my dad drops me off, and my mom was working. He was working, but he was working from home he was in a meeting i sat in my little pre-k school with all the little teachers standing there and be like do you know when you're getting picked up and this is me i don't know <laughs> nobody was there anymore they started cleaning up they were getting their jackets on and waiting with me oh my like they were gosh. waiting at the door and i was shitting myself i'm like i've been abandoned they forgot about me how am i ever gonna get home and like in my little brain of like four years old probably i was thinking like what's the solution here there's no like what are they gonna do with me realistically looking at it now they could have dropped me off at home like they like yeah, the they teachers could have like stayed with me for however long called like whatever yeah. but i'm like this is the end i'm never seeing my parents again <laughs> my parents left me i've been abandoned they don't want me and anymore it was so terrifying like that like debilitating feeling and every time i would go i'd be like you're gonna remember to pick me up right oh my like that gosh. nervousness he's like yeah don't worry alex i'm so sorry like it was just this like da 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 but i did get mcdonald's afterwards as a reward there you go not even a reward as a sorry <laughs> damn so that ooh. Ooh, Ooh. here, you here gonna, she goes thinking. You're going to open up a level of my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, that means that like in that moment, you needed to feel validated for what you were feeling in that moment. So, yeah. so basically let you know what happened and let you know that it's not going to happen again. Or if it does, to not be scared that he's always going to come Pick and get you, you no matter what. Yeah. 
maybe McDonald's wasn't <laughs> the best solution. I know. Because now that I think about it, you just trottle along in the car after McDonald's, just feeling all that and went home and that was normal. That was it. That's all. Yeah. Bye. The way that poor little Alex felt yeah. fearing for her life yeah. just stayed with her just for thinking, years. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Honestly, all these little things that you don't even realize mm-hmm. that shape you into the human being that you are today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was just a very, very like emotional child, mm-hmm. like extremely emotional. I think you remember. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like taken as a negative to be so yeah. emotional. So it was like, can I even express my emotions? Because you like, didn't feel am safe. Am I allowed to? Because will I just get in trouble for being like, mean or angry because that's what how my emotions would come out or like just crying yeah. you know because you can imagine as, as a very emotional child and your parents are kind of just like doing their you know parents have lives too let's be real yeah like they have their own stressors they have their own things that they're going through so sometimes when your kids just crying in the back seat and you don't fucking understand why you're gonna say yo shut your mouth <laughs> I mean, yeah, like because daddy's driving and we got to get to this yeah. destination quick. Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that where like to us, it shapes us in a certain way to them. They're not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And That's, lots of different situations that happen that grew me into the human being that I am today. But at least I'm aware. Yeah. Kind of switching the topic here, but mm-hmm. still anxiety related can we just talk about COVID for a second and how yeah. it literally like COVID in general is what like just that time period of just silence pretty much like no movement Mm -hmm. is what made me like that was the time where i feel like i was going through the lowest point that i've ever same here sister there you go that's why i'm (laughs) sisters i think i think it's so like that was probably a huge transformation period for so many people Mm -hmm. because the world just flipped on its head Mm -hmm. like we had no idea what was going on fear was literally in the air Mm -hmm. and that was like what was around us in the media day to day like not even a pandemic of covid a pandemic of fear yeah and to be honest i feel like covid in general like i know when we think back to covid it's not happy thoughts you know it's 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 really kind of like okay like the world stopped it was utter complete mess of what like the world was just in a mess. Um, but I feel like I look back at COVID and I'm like so thankful almost that it happened. Because for me, if it wasn't for COVID, I would have never really sat there and thought and like really mm. reflected and really like thought about why I was feeling ways pretty much, mm-hmm. right? Because like there's so much going on in our day-to-day lives all the time that my mind is always on the like go, yeah. go, go. Yeah. I'm always like on the next in the present. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like just that time period, I feel like, shaped me into i don't want to say a better human being no, you can say it but a better human being yeah <laughs> yeah i agree but also i feel like we have to be careful mm-hmm. with saying grateful for covid because at the same time you know grateful for the time period and time period, and, yeah. and what you got to experience during that time mm-hmm. but obviously the pandemic itself was very treacherous to the world no yeah the pandemic yeah. like what it was just want to make sure people horrifying. Are like, yeah just want to make sure people are not like oh, yeah you're yeah, grateful yeah. for for like thousands and millions of people dying no definitely, definitely not. not definitely definitely not it was a very scary time and like not good and like you know a lot of people's lives were like very very dramatically affected by that but also in terms of the fact that we had a time period where there was silence like you said and there was like yeah. nothing going on but room for you to think mm-hmm. almost to the point where we were thinking too much which led to a lot of mental health uh, issues but also led to a lot of changes and like different 
human beings coming out of the it's like so weird it's like the way that we probably walked into like 20 was 2020 to when we walked out like let's say like this previous i don't know when the mask thingy was gone like we could start traveling again like things like that so like two and a half three years Mm -hmm. of time different human beings and if i were to reflect on let's say two years of my life prior to that i really don't think i made that many dramatic changes of like who i was as a person (laughs) no literally same here (laughs) like 18 to 20 prior to that i think i was like "Mm, the same like i was just in university doing the same shit every day no like dead ass like yeah like i feel like i was the same i'm gonna give a like say 23 beginning of 24 like i feel like there was so so much of me just like staying on a you know plateau yeah right that's such a good word a plateau because Mm -hmm. nothing changes i mean yeah your exterior world will change like graduated high school started started university or you know like graduated university but yeah life events like but your mentality the way that you think the way that you think about yourself the way that you make decisions act blah 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 that kind of defines you more than like life changes because you can be the same person going through different life changes like moving or you're just still going to do the same shit at a different spot like it doesn't really mean that you're a different person yeah exactly or like a different version of yourself Mm -hmm. so Something that was a big question that I got when I said I was going to talk about mental health was, does it get better? So I feel like a lot of people, especially younger people, it doesn't even have to be younger, but like people that are going through harder times when it comes to their mental health are always wondering like, and I I remember thinking the same thing. It's like, how long am I going to feel like this? Yeah. Like, how long am I going to have to go through these like difficult times and like not feel like myself? Yeah. Right? Yeah. When it comes to that, everybody's on a different time frame it's the same with like it's basically like healing in a way and how much work you're willing to put into it to like reap the benefits of like getting to a better version of yourself and like healing your brain your mind your Mm -hmm. heart your fucking soul like literally literally everything and i know for a fact we're both not done with that we're not sitting here as professionals Mm -hmm. that are saying look at us it was so great we did this and now it healed because i fucking woke up with anxiety last week baby she <laughs> and i texted you about it and i was like karina what's going on we love it yeah. and then we diagnosed it together we did, and it was so good yeah and it was great and i said who needs therapy when you have karina adams thank you life. so much <laughs> you can book your appointment <laughs> yo life coach i also feel like it's almost a choice yeah so you kind of sit there and you kind of have to make the choice to want better for yourself Mm -hmm. because like again kind of like we were talking about earlier it's like for me i was basically saying like why do i keep feeling this way why do i keep feeling this way i'm just fucking done Mm -hmm. i'm over it like Mm -hmm. i need a way to help myself through this so i mean i didn't i had i only knew kind of where to start because like because of you i was like okay so i think like therapy for me is probably going to be like the foundation of where i have to start where i have to like yeah how i can learn from there yeah i mean it is true and it's it's kind of difficult in a sense because a lot of the times people that deal with such negative mental health are gonna have no more fucking hope Mm -hmm. they're not gonna have that drive they're not gonna have that push because a lot of like it happened to me so many times i tried so many different things for me Mm -hmm. and then like consistently i would feel the same like i would keep going back to square one i had so many what's it called relapse yes i had so many like relapses quote unquote 
of like feeling the same amount of anxiety back in my life no Mm -hmm. matter what I did that it like left me like so hopeless like genuinely mm-hmm. feeling like okay guess i'm just gonna have to deal with this for the rest of my life and feel like this forever yeah because i couldn't see a way out i couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel at all to the point where i was like well if i'm gonna have to deal with this then i like better get used to it yeah. you know what i mean like if this is gonna be how i feel i better just like make the best out of it and like get used to that feeling mm-hmm. and like just allow myself to feel the way that I do and just go on with my fucking life because here I am like this is just my only choice yeah. realistically and in a weird twisted way mm-hmm. that's what helped me hmm. because I finally accepted the way that I felt yeah. instead of consistently trying to fight it all the time <laughs> because I think that a, like a big thing is that like sometimes when you're struggling you try to do the opposite you try yeah. to like fight whatever you're feeling instead of accepting it accepting the situation that you're in accepting the way that you feel Mm -hmm. being actually like kind to yourself in a sense instead of like bashing yourself for feeling the way that you feel and then moving forward in that direction and also when it comes to anxiety specifically getting used to the feeling of anxiety is a way to train your brain to actually be able to work with it so when you don't and I talked about this in my first episode talking about anxiety but when you basically don't like give your anxiety any upper hand when you actually like internalize these feelings and realize okay this is simply my brain Mm -hmm. firing off cortisol I think that's the word the stress hormone into your body you're having a physical reaction that's you know tricking your brain essentially into thinking like you're in fear right now you're in fight or flight mode and you get used to that feeling you're able to um what's the word manage it yeah because it's not about getting rid of it or fighting it it's kind of about accepting it and managing it yeah not letting it be like have that upper hand on you yeah I feel like mine was super similar to where like it was me trying to fight the feeling all the Mm -hmm. time as well Mm -hmm. and I was like how how do I get rid of this like and also also me thinking like anybody else feeling this like do other people go through this like yeah like what's going on right now like like am i weird like what's going on like okay and then i feel like for me what just like i guess helped is when you start to question me like you hit me with the logic if someone were to like hit me with the questions like this is why like cbt therapy which is cognitive brain behavioral Behavioral therapy Yeah. yeah um worked really well for me was because I needed someone to challenge the way that Mm, I was thinking mm -hmm. Um, because I was so sure and I was so in like belief of like obviously like everything that I was thinking that I needed someone to really honestly at the end of the day what it is is just ask me questions Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I could give you an example of the type of question right now but it's really like obviously like logic based and it gets you completely out of that like feeling and that mindset because you're literally thinking about that question and then the best part is when you you know answer that question you're coming to that resolution by yourself Mm -hmm. and when i'm giving you that exactly when people give me answers or when i like i'm in a situation where i'm not like coming up with the solution or coming up with whatever it is by myself then it's easier for me to forget so if I come up with it all myself then it's with me now it's with Mm -hmm. me forever pretty much Mm -hmm. right so that's how 
I feel like you could even help someone who's, you know, in a state of being like super, super low and thinking like, oh, there's no hope for me anymore. Mm-hmm. You could literally just go up to somebody and just, you know, start a conversation challenge and just their challenge their mind. Yeah. And then like you get their emotions flowing, mm-hmm. you get their mind going, you know? Mm-hmm. And then so, there's a little bit of hope that might be sparked. Exactly. Yeah. Like, honestly, words are power. Yeah facts this is a really complex subject when it comes to like does it get better type of thing yeah because there's so many um aspects to it that will like alter your journey in a way it obviously has to do with yourself it has Mm -hmm. to do with your support system if you even have one the Mm -hmm. people around you what the people around you are saying because Mm -hmm. this is what we hear in our day-to-day lives and consume and like register and listen to Mm -hmm. and if it's always negative bullshit 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 that's what you're gonna feel yeah like the people surrounding you are so important Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then obviously just your environment in general like where you are yeah i also feel like one important factor this might not be for everybody but Mm -hmm. something that helped me is just being connected to like a source like whatever your source is like finding kind of like Like spiritually yeah spiritually um like whatever your source is kind of finding you know something of higher power that brings you comfort and happiness and joy Mm -hmm. pretty much right so just allow like knowing like allowing yourself to just go with the flow whatever's meant to be will be yeah you know Uh, i live by those words i try to yeah (laughs) i try to live by them i'm like "Eh, i live by them there's Insane. a whole world out there guys fully the whole entire <laughs> fully. world and like sometimes it's good to think that way because when you are going through harder times mm-hmm. you can think like your future is so you have there's there's so much potential mm-hmm. that you can reach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're focused on this one little time frame of your life yeah that's very very difficult but you know that like one feeling is never gonna last forever and you're not always gonna be stuck in this time frame or mental mentality that you're in right now like things are going to change the only constant thing in life is change yeah exactly so if you can rely on those words then you know that like the way that you feel right now is going to change yeah exactly like brains are so cool if yeah you think about brains it. are freaking dope <laughs> they're scary sometimes but they're cool and it's interesting to learn about the way that you are and the way that you work yeah exactly. everybody's very different by the way like we're talking this is like everything that we've talked about today is coming from two people who are pretty similar mm-hmm. i'd say like when it comes to the way that we deal with things like mm-hmm. obviously we have our differences and things like that but a lot of people might have very different opinions on like mental health and oh yeah you know how how they choose to heal how they choose to work through it but if you guys were looking for another perspective then we got you because i think we went right and good and in-depth with everything which i'll actually wrap it up now well i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this this was definitely a more serious episode we Mm -hmm. really got nice and deep and juicy into like the brain and like our deep internal feelings yep so you guys got a little glimpse into how our brains work basically Mm -hmm. when it comes to this type of stuff and i'm glad that we can talk about it openly because it is such like it's it's a subject that should be able to be spoken about like so plainly and so like calmly 100 percent um all right so have a great rest of your day guys i'll talk to you in my next episode Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.